Industry-leading, difference-making, tomorrow-shaping, world-changing. These are a few of the adjectives people use to describe the technologies and companies Deloitte works with day in and day out. Join us, and soon those very same adjectives could describe your career too. Explore technology careers at Deloitte.com slash techcareers and make an impact on business, technology, and society while engineering your future. At Deloitte. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy-efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. For seven, and the diving attempt to get it. Touchdown! What a catch! The first NFL touchdown for Drew Lock. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country at MileHighHuddle.com and sound off. Now, here are your football priests to answer your burning Broncos questions on the hottest topics of the day. Okay, we're live. We're going to let this bad boy breathe just for a second here. Make sure we got ourselves a nice, beautiful, stable stream. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered, as you know, by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me, as always, my partner in crime. You know him, you love him. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, we, uh, you know, not a lot of news, per se, going around today in, in Bronco land. However, the team did officially announce that uh, the signings, of course, of Jeremiah Attachu and the punter, Sam Martin. So those deals are officially in the books. And one thing that I can't quite wrap my head around, my friend, is these outside national reports that grossly overestimate the Broncos' remaining cap space. There was one today that I think our uh, Super Chat superstar, Steve Baumgartner, tagged me on. I can't remember who was that That was from now. Field, Field Yates, I think. Mm-hmm. It was estimating the Broncos still have $30 million almost in cap. I'm like, no, dude. It's about yeah. half of that. Where are these people getting these numbers? I did see, though, that the Chiefs were last on that list. They had $174, I believe, in salary <laughs> cap space. They can't even buy a PS4 with that money, Chad. So it, it's crazy yeah. to see that an NFL franchise has so little liquid cash on them. But then, of course, you know they have the hard salary cap. They have... You know, money they can they can pull from the executive front office and stuff. So it's not truly indicative of where the team stands right now. The Broncos are more in the uh, fourteen million dollar range, somewhere around there, and not so much in the twenties. So I don't know where Field Yates is getting his numbers. A little overinflated. Yeah, just bizarre. I mean, even utilizing the resources that are available to media, like over the cap and Spot Track. I mean, those numbers aren't accurate even compared to what Spot Track and over the cap are showing right now. So. Just one of those things that to me is is bizarre. Want to welcome in everybody who's been hanging out. Speaking of super chat superstars, there he is right there, Steve Baumgartner. Nice. Thank you, Steve. Dollar donation, appreciate you, bro. 
want to welcome in everybody, including Steve and <laughs> our friend James slash DeWalter, Mile High Six Sports. What's up, Christy, Miller High, Sterling, Suede. Welcome in, everybody. By the way, as we dive into today's topics of conversation, if you had any problems finding the stream on YouTube today, let us know. If it was easier today than it has been in recent days, if you've seen an improvement there, let us know. We're still trying to get a kind of uh, the temperature of this thing. I reached out to YouTube to let them know, hey, what's going on here? Why are our awesome subscribers having a hard time finding our live streams, which is a core part of our channel's uh, content platform. And so I want to continue to kind of monitor that. So let us know, guys. And we'll dive into some Derek Wolf talk, some Jarrell Casey talk here in just a second. Quick reminder, while things are up in the air with YouTube in terms of you know, things not just clicking perfectly the way they have in, in months past, make sure you're following the show on Twitter, even more critical now than ever, so that you do not miss a single update, a single live stream link, whatever it might be, at Huddle Up Pod. And just to hedge your bet as well, make sure you're following the mother account, at Mile High Huddle. Keeps you plugged into all things Broncos and MHH in real time. And then, guys, we want to, you know, just – send our thoughts out to everybody and anybody who's, I mean, even Zach and I before, uh, you know, there's certain buzzwords we're not going to use on this podcast henceforth and forever. However, you know, we were just talking right before we went live about uh, already, you know, what are we about three weeks into um, these distancing measures that most of our States have all kind of put on everybody. And it's starting to take an effect, I think, on everybody a little bit, Zach. And uh, hopefully these podcasts, these live podcasts, though, can kind of take the edge off of that. Yeah, for me anyway, these pods are as much of an escape as it is for hopefully you guys as well. And I really look forward to them as much as we can do them, what we put out for you guys. And uh, it's tough. You feel like the more you isolate yourself, you self-quarantine. Without mentioning those buzzwords again, the walls kind of closing around you. go a little stir-crazy, get a little cabin fever. But just I'm telling myself, hang in there. I'm telling you guys, hang in there. We will be over this soon. I promise you. Got to flex for a second here, guys. As you can see on the screen, Apple Podcast, this show, Huddle Up Podcast, which also includes Building the Broncos and Dove Valley Deep Divers, has climbed many spots on the on Apple Podcasts, American Football Podcast charts. And we want to say thank you. Most of you that are watching this and listening right now, you, you know, you, it actually, these numbers, your listenership in this moment doesn't count toward these numbers. This is for people who listen as a podcast after the fact, who don't really participate in the live show. But I thought it'd be good to show everybody this, this podcast continues to climb amongst all football podcasts in the American football realm on Apple Podcasts. And we want to say thank you to each one of our awesome listeners yes. who make that a reality. You guys are the best, the best audience in the world that we could ask for. And then we do this pod for you guys. It wouldn't be here for you. So uh, thank you so much. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. 
the Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Every night, local police departments across America receive hundreds of calls from burglar alarms. The vast majority of the time, they have no idea whether the alarm is real. Is there really a crime going on or not? All the alarm company can tell them is the motion sensor went off. Simply Safe Home Security, though, is different. If you're like me, and you're one of those guys who's hypersensitive to every single sound and is tired of having to sleep with a knife under your bed, Simply Safe is the solution. If there's a break in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. That means police dispatch up to 350% faster than for a normal burglar alarm. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry motion and glass break sensors guard inside. Plus, Simply Safe protects your home from fires, water damage, and carbon monoxide poisoning. It's 24-7 monitoring by live security professionals. You can set up your system yourself, no tools are needed, or Simply Safe can do it for you. And it's only 50 cents a day. That's peace of mind with no contracts. Visit simplysafe.com/overtime and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure you go to simplysafe.com/overtime so they know that our show sent you. That's simplysafe.com/overtime. Goodness gracious, uh, Steve is starting a little bit of an avalanche here on Super Chat. We're going to grab them. We're going to get to our phenomenal Super Chat superstars here in just one second. And questions, we'll get to everybody, I promise you, as best we can tonight. Uh, but first, Zach, I wanted to get your take on something. We, we touched a little bit on Derek Wolf and Shelby Harris passing each other two ships in the night, gone. Derek Wolf gone for, I should say, Shelby Harris resigning to the Denver Broncos. And one thing that's that I found that was, you know, we talked about Wolf, for example, being extremely classy, no hard feelings toward the Broncos. He has the right perspective on um, just kind of the way things shook out. You know, he sees it as a business, doesn't take it personal. Denver's going to remain his home, et cetera. And that's all great. But there was a really cool uh, quote from Derek Wolf on his way out the door, if you will, that came via Mike Kliss of KUSA. And I want to read you this quote, you guys. Uh, here it is, quote. They've got, talking about the Broncos, this is Derek Wolf. they've got Jarrell Casey. He's going to ball in that defense. He's going to make a ton of plays. So that was a really good pickup by John Elway. I have no hard feelings about the team. I wish them nothing but the best. I hope they get it turned around. I hope they make it to the playoffs. And I hope we, talking about the Ravens, play against them in the playoffs, close quote. But Zach, it's really cool that he's kind of passing the baton, if you will, to Jarrell Casey, yeah. making a bold prediction, you know, not specific, but saying that he's going to ball out in Fangio's D. 
very classy Derek Wolf, and and like always very self-aware. That's one thing I appreciated from covering him all these years was his brutal honesty chat. He beat you over the head with it. He never sugarcoated anything. There were no cliches or platitudes. He told it like it was, and he realizes the nature of the business. I think more than most other players, he's been around the block a few times now. He knows that his time in, in Denver is over, and they replace him with a better player. Gerald Casey is just a better player than Derek Wolf, and he realizes that, and instead of holding any animosity like Chris Harris Jr., he passes it forward and, and praises the guy and praises the team. So I appreciate that on Derek Wolf's behalf. I'll be honest with you. I'm still a little, I'm still a little, uh, I don't know, struck. I'm still a little bummed by Derek Wolf leaving. The Denver Broncos had a really cool video. You can find it at milehighhuddle.com right now in the community section. Like a thank you video, just kind of showing some highlights, some sound clips throughout his eight years with the Denver Broncos. And it brought a figurative tear to my eye because Derek Wolf. As someone who's covered the team, as someone who, you know, has been really close to what's happened since he's arrived in in Denver in 2012, he's one of my favorite dudes to cover, one of my favorite players on this roster. So it's unfortunate, but it's just the way it goes. Nad Ludlow jumping in, $2 donation on Super Chat. Appreciate you, my friend. Any thoughts of having a live show during the draft? A hashtag, well, I guess no hashtag, Denver Broncos for life. Yeah, we're going to do something like that. I mean – Fortunately for us, Zach, if – let's not jinx it. I'm going to knock on wood here. But fortunately for us, the NFL draft is still scheduled to go on uh, April 23rd, which is a Thursday night, which, as you guys know, is traditionally the Mile High Mailbag for the Huddle Up podcast. So we will be on and podcasting that night. We'll probably – you know, as we get as we get a little bit closer, we'll give you some more specifics to that. Uh, Nad and everybody else, of course – We'll probably uh, graft in Eric Trickle to participate. Nick, whoever wants to participate in the live pod, maybe not for the entire podcast, but you know, make sure they'll be uh, you know on call, basically, Zach, for when a pick comes in or a big move happens. You know, pop into the screen, get our thoughts. But it might end up Zach being one of these podcasts where you know the first half up until the Broncos pick, we're just hanging out. It's live. We're breaking it down in real time, and then once the Broncos pick, though. I might have to bounce out for a minute. Zach could probably continue to carry it forward, come back 10, 10 minutes later because I'm going to have to get the article up on whoever they pick. But yep. something like that, like I don't mind hanging out and making an event because we got to find a way to make up for the fact that our plans, hmm. thanks to this situation that shall go unnamed, Damn. Um, canceled Vegas. I know. I was just going to say it's unfortunate because we were actually supposed to be there. We had this whole watch party plan. We had this whole event plan, this meet and greet. Um, unfortunately, the, the the plague around the country right now is preventing that. But we want to do something special. That's actually a really good idea, Chad. We can just hang out, have a, a kind of a remote virtual watch party and discuss the draft leading up to the Broncos pick. And then once they pick, you can hop off or whatever. And I'll, I'll hold it down until you get back on. So we'll, we will do something to include our fan base. We will do something to revolve that night's pod around the first night of the draft. Drew Hollenbeck jumping off the top rope wow. like a true OG. $50. Wow, Drew. You really – I hope you know we don't expect you to do that. You don't have to do that. We That's know amazing. Thank times you. are tough right now for people. And so we appreciate that, my friend. That means a lot to us. And, of course, as always, got to compliment you on that uh, profile pic, looking sharp in the Huddle Up Pod hat that you can see Zach wearing too right now. He says, I missed the last few pods. Good to be back. Still seeing people pound the table for Cam Newton. I think it's so ridiculous. You know, that's interesting, Zach. Maybe I don't spend enough time on Twitter, and the reason why I don't just live on Twitter is because it doesn't really help Mile High Huddle. Believe it or not, 
uh, publishers, writers, no one makes money giving Twitter all of our content. Where we make money, where we can keep a roof over our head is places like YouTube and our actual website. So I don't live on Twitter. Maybe, Zach, I've missed out on some of these conversations. I haven't seen a groundswell from Broncos country anyway for Cam Newton. Have you seen something like that? I haven't heard a groundswell, but between Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, any high-profile player or quarterbacks on the market, Chad, there's always that sect of fans, whether it's Broncos fans or any other team's fans that want that player. And I'll say this, even if the Broncos did not have Drew Locke, I would not want Cam Newton. He's not the same quarterback. The Broncos broke him in, in the Super Bowl. He has not been the same since. He's coming off an injury, a lost season. I wouldn't want the guy. Not even as a cheap backup. I don't want those distractions. I don't want his hieroglyphics. I don't like the way he sends messages. He puts it out there. I want nothing to do with him personally or professionally. I, and, and any Cam Newton talk should end right now. Larry is a dedicated supporter of this podcast, a big part of the community. And he wants to know, is Jake Butt and Jeff Hyreman, are they both going to be gone next season? That's a good question. I think the writing's on the wall for Hyreman in terms of the Nick Vanette signing, his former college teammate too, by the way, which is ironic. Jake Butt, it is 100% contingent on whether or not he can bounce back. And unfortunately, if the best predictor of future behavior, Zach, is uh, is the past, it doesn't bode well for Jake Butt. Right. I would say one of the two is a lock to be off the roster by the time week one rolls around. I'm willing to say that'll be Hireman, if only because they don't need him. He, he brings nothing to the table. He was a, a bust of a draft pick. He's expensive. They can clear almost $4 million in salary cap space. They gave a little more money than I thought they would to Vinette. They have no offense. They don't need Hireman on the roster, but I'm with Chad. I think we'll get one more chance, and anything he produces is just the gravy on top. But I think Hireman, among those two, is a goner. Swade is letting us know that it worked well today that he received a 30-minute notification from uh, YouTube. So that's good. And that's another reminder, guys, that uh, make sure not only that you're subscribed on YouTube to Mile High Huddle, but make sure you smash the notifications bell because I did it just to test it for my personal account today. And once we created the stream, I noticed on my phone it buzzed. I looked, yep, Mile High Huddle stream, blah, 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 pointing me in that direction. So that's one fail safe to ensure you don't ever miss a stream. All right, let's see what else we got here. Ludlow jumping back in with a $2 donation. Oh, no. Oh, we already asked that. He did it twice. Well, appreciate you, my friend. <laughs> Thank that. Really do. Uh, let's grab Stu from the Mount Rushmore of Mile High Huddle. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you, Stu. So consistent, a $20 donation. Hope you're staying safe. Hope everything's all right. Stu, of course, is uh, in the aviation business. I don't know if you're still flying, Stu, or if you're in some kind of administrative role. I can't remember now off the top of my head, but hope everything's going well there, my friend. And Cody here says from Facebook, the pods do help with football withdrawal. It's good That's to hear. Good. That's good. And for what it's worth, you guys, you know what? Fortunately, for those of us who are hardcore football junkies and Broncos fans, if a terrible virulent bug is going to strike the, the nation, this is the best time in terms of the football calendar, if you're going to have to take time off and shut things down and the whole nine yards, now is the best time for football fans. It's There's still a really good chance everything will end up going off the way it should this fall for, for the NFL. And I think as long as the NFL continues to keep their off-season schedules kind of in place, like with the draft and they continued with NFL free agency, I think that's a positive omen. 
Zach, let's grab Dylan here, who jumps in also with the ten dollar donation. One Thank of our you. chat superstars. Appreciate you, Dylan. Hashtag state of being. Aren't you in California? I'm, it seems like you're in California. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong on that. Correct me if I am. Edward jumps in. Super chat superstar himself on the Mount Rushmore of my awesome Appreciate to hear. It. Yeah. Oh, got a job offer today. Still have two more interviews. Thanks for all the support. You guys are all family. Keep up the good work. Denver Broncos for life. Hashtag state of being. That's awesome, Edward. Congrats, yeah. man. For those who, who, I mean, most of you know this, that have been in the streams every night, but uh, Edward, one of our phenomenal listeners who unfortunately lost his job due to what's going on right now. And so this is phenomenal news. Great news. And uh, you don't, you know, you don't have to super chat, Ed. We love you, bro. Appreciate you. Again, too, if there's anything we can do for you, any of our listeners, while things are, while the ground is shifting beneath everybody's feet, please let us know. Don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, Jeff jumps in. $5 donation. Appreciate you, Appreciate you, brother. So consistent. He says, uh, PL, Philip Lindsay? Philip Lindsay gave blood, sweat, and tears to the Denver Broncos. I almost thought Paxton, Paxton Lynch. Lynch. Yeah, I thought that too. Uh, Philip Lindsay. <laughs> then I read the rest of that sentence and it wouldn't be Paxton Lynch. Right, right. Uh, blood, sweat, and tears to the Denver Broncos. Pay him a little extra. Got a baby coming and his punter is making more thoughts. Hashtag mm. Broncos West. <laughs> Hashtag state of being. Shots yeah. fired. Dude, you're preaching to the choir. You're preaching to the converted right now. Like That's one of the biggest things that irritated me the most about the Melvin Gordon deal, aside from my, it, you know, just feeling like an overpay for a solid but not exactly spectacular running back, a guy that's best years are probably two years in his rear view. Beside the point, though, is the fact that John Elway kept alive the idea of getting Philip Lindsay an extension. He didn't have to do that, but he did. And so now there's this expectation, and if you're Philip Lindsay and you see that money getting spent on Melvin Gordon, you're like, hey, man, what am I, chopped liver? I mean, I continue to argue that Philip Lindsay over the last two years has been this team's most valuable player, even more so than Von Miller. I mean, this was a guy, I'm glad you brought Von Miller's name up. This was a guy in Philip Lindsay who literally had to ask Von for money to go to the Pro Bowl a couple years ago. He needed like five grand to make it out there for travel and expenses. He didn't have that on his rookie contract. Again, it's not the player necessarily in Melvin Gordon I don't like. It's the money they spent and the message that they're sending. Like, we will bring in a former rival player. We'll bring in a guy who's approaching 30 as a running back, getting up there in age, has a little less tread in his tires. We wouldn't give him 13 million guarantee, but we're going to balk at paying you after two straight thousand yard seasons, including a Pro Bowl in your first year. I don't like the message that sends to Philip Lindsay, no matter what he says otherwise, Chad. He'll, he'll play it up. He'll be a consummate professional and he'll he'll work with Melvin Gordon, but I don't like what Elway is doing by not paying your homegrown guys, Simmons included. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. 
Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Yeah, I can't disagree. Christy, with a massive donation off the top rope also. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, our Mount Rushmore, there's probably... 25 names on <laughs> Mount Rushmore. And that just tells you how lucky we are as a website and as a podcast and as a channel on YouTube. Christy, we appreciate you so much. Yeah. That means the world to us. And you know that. She says, my service is a little sketchy, but I'm here. Thank you guys for keeping these going, even in slow times. And uh, you're welcome. Yep. We're going to keep her coming. As long as you guys keep showing up and participating in these conversations, Zach and I will keep showing up at 615 Mountain, 815 Eastern. Zach, I want to grab a question because we're starting to build up a modest amount of momentum on Twitch. So let's grab mm. – and thank you, Christy. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Slim Slim Jim Tiny Tim 1 has the – you know what? It's going around right now. Helped with increasing the number of listeners. You guys do a great job. We appreciate your efforts. Thank you. Thank you. My friend, nothing, uh, nothing that uh, – I would say it's been about the same, to be honest with you, in terms of growth trajectory, looking at analytics and whatnot, both on the back end of the podcast and then on YouTube. I think you could argue that maybe YouTube's climbed a little bit in terms of new subscribers. The numbers themselves, though, have been a little bit down because last week, the podcast, the reach of our podcast. So normally, you know, we have like 6,000 subs or we're close to 6,000 subs on YouTube. But usually the reach of each live pod goes about three or four times that. So it's usually hovers around 20,000 people that the podcast gets exposed to as a live broadcast because people are searching hashtags and YouTube puts it in front of people that might be interested in this kind of content. But that number was cut into a quarter of that basically for the last few podcasts. So nothing noticeable, Zach, that I could say that I could pass on, but... I can tell you from a traffic perspective at milehighhuddle.com, this is March. It's going to, it's bittersweet, but it's going to end up being a PB month for Mile High Huddle in terms of traffic. And that's thanks to you guys as well. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I was going to say, if anything, the the issue kind of limited us because it impacted our reach and it was kind of suppressed our podcast. That's why the link wasn't showing up for you guys on your main feed on YouTube or wherever else. Uh, but hopefully that issue is resolved now. And I think, you know, when you guys do tune in with us during this whole crisis it makes the pods that much richer it makes the pods that much more important so we do appreciate it and like i told you i can probably speak for chad as well this is our escape as much as as it is yours and we do appreciate it it absolutely is it absolutely is and it's helping to keep us sane and to keep us sharp i mean honestly (laughs) say that again as much as the uh 
lack of being mobile can wear on you and being kind of shut in and that feeling of cabin fever and whatnot. Honestly, in terms of the workflow with what we're doing podcast wise, with what we're doing with written and videos and the whole nine yards, the workflow is really no different than if things were perfectly normal right now in terms of, you know, we've got a big event coming up. We just had free agency. We still have the NFL draft coming up in three weeks. So the show must go on. The machine continues to roll. And for example, I think today, you know, we published three or four of Eric Trickle's Finding Broncos scouting reports. Each one had a video associated with it. So make sure you guys are checking those out at milehighhuddle.com. Uh, let's see here. What am I missing? I'm going to jump down to the bottom here and grab Chris. Up in Canada, proving that Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is a state of being. Appreciate that donation, Chris. Yes, sir. Thank you. He says, love the pod, guys. If we miss out on a top three wideout, would you like Elway trading down and collecting more round two, round three picks and trading back up into the early 20s to grab a wide receiver? Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Hashtag O Canada. What are your thoughts, Zach? Uh, trading down in this draft class, Chad, considering the Broncos' needs this year is not preferable for me. I can get on board with it last year considering how that turned out in hindsight, but if they don't get a receiver, they can get an offensive tackle, they can get a defensive lineman, they can get a cornerback or safety, they can get an inside linebacker. That would be an ultimate last resort move is to move from 15 and take yourself away from a true blue chipper just to stack picks on top of an early hoarded capital for the draft. They have 10 picks already. They have three third-round selections. How much more do they need? They're not going to make all those picks to begin with. My first reaction is to not to trade down. If anything, it's move up to get your guy. Good point. I don't completely disagree, and that kind of ties in also to David here on Facebook. He says, who are the Broncos going to take in the first round? Is it going to be rugs? We need wide receiver help. What are your thoughts? Zach, based on everything we're hearing, the Broncos are hell-bent on getting Henry Ruggs in the building. Yeah. And that might require them leapfrogging a few teams, getting up to 11, 10, somewhere in there. Wouldn't surprise me if that happens. It really would not surprise me. In fact, today, uh, Eric, speaking of Eric Trickle, he published his last seven-round mock, uh, mock draft, a post-free agency mock. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, head over to milehighhuddle.com and give it a gander. But he has the Denver Broncos in his mock, not only taking – Henry Ruggs, Zach, but moving up, I think, I want to say it was 11. Let me double check that. Yeah, it moves up to to number 11. And in terms of compensation, let's see. Broncos move up to the number 11 overall pick. Denver sends pick number 15 overall, 95 overall, and 178. And the 2021 fourth rounder to uh, get that jump from 15 to 11. So that could very well happen, Zach. Yeah, I, I would. If he gets out of the top 10 range, if he gets to 11 or so, I would I would anticipate the Broncos at least picking up the phone to see what they can do. And if it would take one third round pick and maybe some middle round picks, I would be all for it. He is, to me, the wide receiver one in this draft class. All indications are the Broncos are smitten by the guy. He would be an instant day one star opposite Cortland Sutton. It's a rare player in this draft class I would move up for and not in the top 10 but up to the 11-10 territory he is that good and he would fit this offense like a glove be safe driving Christy Uh, Cody on Facebook how do you feel about moving back in the first round to take a top center and then grabbing a LaVisca Chenault in round two I would be a-okay with that if you if it landed you an additional pick plus you were able to get a Lloyd Cushenberry or a Cesar Ruiz 
in the first round, I would be all about that and get, grabbing a LaVisca in round two or grabbing a Jalen Rager, uh, Jefferson, Mims. There are going to be some options. One of those guys will probably sneak into the first round, but there are going to be plenty of wide receiver options in round two, Zach. Yeah, I was going to say I don't want necessarily a Chenault because of his injury history. If I had my preference, I would go Mims in round two. But if they want to move back to 20 and get Cushionberry and then supplement that with a wide receiver like uh, Mims or Reger in round two, I am all for that. Again, not my preference, but I can definitely live with shoring up our offensive line and the supporting cast for Drew Locke in 2020. Speaking of hashtag state of being, Terry jumps in, super chat superstar with a $5 donation. Thank Appreciate you, Terry. you, bro. Keep it rocking, guys. Hashtag football priests. Indeed. We shall, my friend. It's good to see you. Thanks for being with us, as always, my brother. All right, let me see what else we've got here. Justin, $15 donation on Super Chats. Thank you, Justin. It's very generous. We appreciate you, my friend. He says, what's up, guys? What's the honest option on James, Juwan James, playing a full season? Does that start another circle of right tackles? Yes, Zach, opening in in and out in November to answer yesterday's question. Come on nice. down. That's right. Yeah, that's cool. Congratulations on that. Yeah, that's, that's uh, awesome. That's awesome. Always great burgers and great fries. But what's well, the honest opinion or option on James playing a full season? I think, you know, there are, pe- there are those, Zach, who believe that subscribe, I should say, to the theory that in even years, Jawan James is healthy and available for his team. It's the odd years that you got to worry. Yeah. This is an even year, so here's to hoping. We don't know for sure. There's no way to say we don't have a crystal ball, but I think um, considering how ugly it got last year and how just questionable that whole situation was for both the team and the player, I think the player is going to be really motivated to, you know, I mean, the Broncos gave him a four-year deal, 52 million bucks, whatever it was. I mean, you got to earn some. You got to earn some of that money, dude, like – you appeared in less than 100 snaps and you made upwards of $15 million for, for the luxury of it. And I get it. You put your body on the line, you got hurt and you deserve to be compensated, but to the tune of $15 million for, for standing on the sidelines most of the year. No. So I think he'll be motivated to get back on the field and I'm hoping that makes a, makes a difference. What worries me though, is he's one of those players where if he gets paid, he might just check out completely. And there was a, an inkling of that last year. I know he was hurt, but it didn't seem like he pushed himself enough to play. And it, he kind of just leaned on that injury crutch. I don't like to see that from a player. This is why Chad, you always talk about drafting a tackle in the first round. If you do do that, it would put the pressure on Juwan James, not just Garrett Bowles as well. But listen, we have your backup behind you now. You don't want to play. You can't play. You don't want to step up. We will have your guy replace you. We will cut you. So if money is his determining factor, maybe the Broncos threatening to take away his money would be the thing to get him off, you know, get on the pot and start crapping. <laughs> to put That's it a good way. Put bluntly. Dennis, thank you for the donation, my friend. That means a lot to us. Um, Buana says, I love that Trickle picked Hennessy in round three. Yeah, going back to that mock, uh, Matt Hennessy from Temple, I think. Isn't that right, Buana? Um, yeah. Pretty sure. Anyway, love the trickle pick. Hennessy, who's a center in round three for his mock, allows Graham Glasgow to play wherever he wants, which would probably mean, of course, right guard. There are some, I mean, even if the Broncos don't go, don't land, I should say, like Cushionberry or Aruiz, there are guys like Hennessy. There are guys like Biotish who probably are going to be there in round two, round three area. And yeah, I mean, 
I would much prefer that type of a scenario unfold, Zach, than roll with Patrick Morris, who is yes. completely untested and unproven. I get that he's a Munchak guy, and I get that Munchak has a lot of faith in him, but he's completely untested and unproven. Yeah, if if they do wait until the draft to find their starting center or starting right guard, it cannot be the later rounds. That is so important for Drew Locke's development is to have, especially a center, a guy that's talented, a guy he connects with, and a guy that can be the long-term solution. You don't want to keep rotating linemen as the Broncos have the last couple of years. Paradis, then McGovern, now probably a rookie. If they do target a center, I would not want that guy to come later than the third round. Who it is doesn't matter whether it's first round, second round, third round. They have to maintain a premium investment at that position. It is as important as getting that wider receiver chat is protecting Drew Locke. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Amen. You need a legit quarterback of the offensive line. And Connor McGovern took his talents to New York and – who knows? Maybe six months from now, we'll look back on this in retrospect and think Patrick Morris is the great next best thing, you know. But at this point, knowing what we know about him, which is very little, it's hard to get too bullish about him. Brent, by the way, jumps in on YouTube. He says, Lindsay has been the heart and soul of this team for the past two years. Agreed. And he's a huge part of the magic building with our young core of players. Two great Excellent points that Elway's messing with that mojo. And those are great observations, Brent. And that's basically the spirit of what we're trying to say here. And the problem is now, though, is if you go out and you pay Philip Lindsay and you're the Denver Broncos, you already have more. You're the only team in the NFL, as we talked about yesterday. You're already the only team in the league that has more cap dollars allocated to the running back room than your wide receiver room. And if you pay Lindsay now, you're probably – coming close to doubling that nut, I would think, Zach. Yeah, I, I agree with the central message. I do not like what Elway is saying to Philip Lindsay and all his young players, Chad. It's like, you have to wait, but we'll bring in some guy off the street and give him $13.5 million guaranteed. And Elway, he kind of teased that contract signing with Philip Lindsay. He kind of hinted at that and then pulled the rug out from under him by getting Melvin Gordon. So, again, it's not the player I have a problem with necessarily. It's the money they spent and the message it's sending to the locker room, including a guy like Philip Lindsay, who's given the Broncos his complete all in two years our friend george super chat superstar by the way bought the uh, mhh dad hat off huddleuppod.com looks good on you my friend we saw that on twitter today ten dollar donation appreciate you my Thank friend you. he says the only good thing about being out of work for now is watching mhh and also i watched super bowl 50 the other night on youtube thank you guys for helping to keep the sanity during this time yeah that's uh, of course yeah. 
Yeah, as always, we're happy to help. And if there's anything above and beyond, you know, the daily streams you that we can do to help, George, let us know. Reach out, say the word. And that is a good reminder for fans who are jonesing for some kind of football right now. On YouTube, there's all kinds of college clips that you can watch prospects and college games galore. But if you want to watch Broncos football, there are three games currently that the NFL has full broadcast of. Super Bowl 50, I want to say Super Bowl 32, and the Broncos beat Green Bay Packers, which was a phenomenal Super Bowl. Great game, very back-and-forth competitive game. And then I want to say it's the 87 AFC Championship game, which featured, of course, the drive, the Broncos coming from behind to defeat Cleveland to advance to the Super Bowl. So check those out, guys. And then also a reminder that NFL uh, Game Pass is offering complimentary subscriptions right now. And if you have a complimentary subscription to NFL Game Pass, Zach, you can watch any game from any week dating back to, I think, it's 09. That includes playoffs and Super Bowl. And also on April 1st, NBC, I believe, is airing the uh, Denver Broncos, Peyton Manning, some documentary about their Peyton Manning tenure with them. So uh, that should be interesting to watch as well. So that's April 1st. Kind of keep you guys going until the draft later on next month. But I can coast on what you were saying. This is keeping me sane as well. We all have to do the little things we can right now to advance forward and overcome this beast together. Uh, Chris is telling us that uh, his his stream froze out. Um, he wanted – my my take on the maybe I didn't actually get my take on if we miss out on the top three wide receivers would you like Elway trading down and collecting more picks and trading depends entirely Chris my answer for you my friend is it and it completely depends on who's on the board at fifteen or who's within striking distance right there like you know if you I don't I'm not sure I'd be okay with moving back if you could get um I mean if one of the top tackles are there I wouldn't want them necessarily move back if. You know, if Jeff Gladney is there, I'm not sure I would want to move back. There are some other first-round options. And, in fact, another guy that we should probably start considering as a possibility for Denver is C.J. Henderson from Florida, mm-hmm. who is arguably the best cover corner in the in this class. He just can't tackle. He just doesn't know how to tackle. He's a, He tries. He's a willing tackler. But his uh, based on the scouting reports I've read and today from Eric Trickle on him, he just – the technique isn't there. And so – if you are Vic Fangio and you think you can teach that, you can instill that with Ed Donatel and Ronaldo Hill, the DB's coach, that's a guy who presents like shutdown corner skill set as a cover guy. But as we know, Fangio, it's it's tackling is non-negotiable. So anyway, I'm I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but Zach, it really would have to do like I'm not sure I'd even want to move back if I could get Javon Kinlaw right there at 15. Right. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Kinlaw's guy I was going to name, and uh, I like Henderson though. I don't think cornerback is going to be the pick, but I like Henderson more than Christian Fulton. If they want to go that route, I'd be a lot happier with Henderson. But the odds favor Denver. Someone landing in their lap at fifteen, whether it's a receiver, whether it's a tackle, whether it's Kinlaw, I firmly believe they will get one of those guys. So they probably won't have to trade down. Yeah, and that's there was another question we didn't grab it earlier. And by the way, that reminds me, we can't forget to grab that one from Twitter. Um, but you know, what's the one move the Broncos still need to make to get over, you know, completely over the top this off season. Well, you know, there's, there's still a long road to hoe in terms of adding talent to this team through the draft. But the biggest thing that's still bothering me right now is I feel like they need one more cornerback and maybe that comes through the draft. Maybe it is a Jeff Gladney, a a CJ Henderson, a Christian Fulton, or, you know, even a, uh, Trevon Diggs in the second round. We'll see. Ron W, Super Chat Superstar jumps in, $10 donation. Hey, guys, 
do you think this defense can get better than the 2015 one if healthy? I have faith that Drew Locke will do his thing, but if these games become nip and tuck, the defense should cement wins. That's a good point, and thank you, Ron, for the donation, my friend. I don't know. I think that's putting uh, the cart before the horse a little bit. Um, you would need Bradley Chubb to have a Von Miller-esque type of season that Von had in 2015, which he was just – the thing you had to give Von Miller is the, it's, it's the polar opposite of what I've complained about Von these last two years especially, but really 2019, is that in the key moments when you need him to make a play – he, he's nowhere to be found. The, he's not making game impact, you know, impact plays when the chips are down. Meanwhile, flashback to 2015. I mean, anytime that those chips were down, you were in crunch time. It was in the clutch and the Broncos needed a play. It was Von Miller finding a way to, you know, pop the ball out or get that sack, or get the stop on four, on third or fourth down or whatever. But you would need that kind of a Bradley Chubb quantum leap. And Von Miller to, you know, if he continues to, even if he just kind of stays, hovers where he was last year, you can get by with that if Bradley Chubb is just crushing it on the other side. And he should because he's young. And I know he's coming off the ACL, Zach, but we're talking about a top five overall pick. Yeah, there's two ways for the Broncos to replicate 2015. And that's just as you said, Chad, Bradley Chubb going off and Von Miller returning to Von Miller form or the Broncos adding Isaiah Simmons. If they can do that to this defense to have that linebacker safety hybrid talent level, it would just give the defense something we haven't seen even in 2015. I said that a couple days ago. If you get him in the fold, which I'm not predicting, it would just be a pipe dream. You get him in the fold. This defense would be better overall. They have the horses. They have the coaching. The the secondary is back to being a no-fly zone. With Simmons in the fold, I think they could be as good as or better than the 2015 defense. Darian P. jumps in with a $5 donation, clearly an LSU Tiger. Appreciate that donation. He says, if Joe Burrow is available at 15, would you take him? You know, Darian, that's a tough question because, you know, it really comes down to your belief or your evaluation on Drew Locke. I'm one of those guys that is – I kind of hold to the old adage that one in the hand's worth two in the bush. And even though Drew Locke's only got a five-game sample size of NFL experience under his belt, that's a quantum leap beyond where Burrow is right now. For all we know, he could be a bust. I mean, look at look at Baker Mayfield, for example. Coming out of his rookie year, number one overall pick, looked like sky was the limit, like this was going to be the next Drew Brees, basically. Different personality, but you know, diff- the next Drew Brees in terms of skill set, size, the whole nine yards regressed in year two and it wasn't all his fault my point being he's being viewed differently both internally probably and externally in terms of the big picture is baker mayfield you don't know how things are going to unfold for joe burrow and i think with drew Locke, we've seen enough zach to where you know you feel you feel comfortable not just confident and, and comfortable you feel excited about what the future could hold with this kid yes he seemed to be exactly the the quarterback this team needed and I think good things are on the horizon. So my answer is, is you know, I'd say no probably. Even though Burrow is a phenomenal player, don't get me wrong, the Broncos found their guy, and it's the right guy, and it's the right fit. That's the thing about having a franchise quarterback like Locke is you're not just content, Chad. You're not just getting by. It's not a Band-Aid. That is a whole separate operation. That is a complete plastic surgery transition for your figurative body right now. It's not just a Band-Aid covering that hole. And the Broncos have that franchise guy finally, and it's so exciting. But Burrow, though, I'd be tempted to draft him and then trade him, hold him as ransom and and trade him for a multitude of draft picks. But if he's in, in some parallel universes, he's off the on the board of 15, it means receivers went before him. So... 
no way it's going to happen, nor would I take him. They've had their quarterback finally. We don't have to worry about that this season, thankfully. Now, here's the thing. If we never got a chance to see Drew Locke as a rookie and you ask me that question, it might be a different answer. But based on what we saw from Locke last year, I'm more comfortable rolling with him as compared to any quarterback coming out this year. And that includes Herbert. That includes um, Burrow. That includes the kid from Utah State. I just had a brain fart there. Anyway. Love. Thank you. Jordan Love. Uh, James jumps in. Another consideration with trading up. Top 10 draft picks have higher salaries plus a fifth-year option. If Denver trades up just to 11, they would save money over the rookie deal and significant cap on a fifth-year option. So that's a fair point. That's a fair point, but that applies. I mean, the, the, the fifth-year option applies to anyone taken in the first round, right? You can be pick 32. As long as you're in the first round, you get that fifth-year option. But still, the fifth-year option is a valuable tool because it buys you one year of not having to pay top dollar if you know you end up hitting on that guy. I guess he's still paying pretty high because what is it, Zach? Don't they formulate on the fifth-year option? So Bradley Roby, for example, who I think was the last Bronco to play on the fifth-year option. Don't they take the average of the top five salaries at the position or is it top 15? I can't remember the exact number, but they average it out, spit it out for, for Roby ended up being like a $9 million salary on his fifth year option, which was about three or four times what he had been making on the previous four years as a first round pick. Yeah, and worth that as well. He he wasn't worth being paid that much. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a nice loophole to have in your back pocket. But the Broncos cannot be governed by any sort of financial wizardry or cap maneuvering. They have the capital. They have the money to get the guy they want, and they certainly have the need. So if the, some guy's there at 15, they don't want to trade back, just take him, pull the trigger. Don't make a deal. Get your guy. Justin jumps in. Super chat, superstar, $5 donation. Appreciate Thank you, bro. You. He says, just giving some love to another awesome pod so far. Uh, love all Broncos country. Hashtag state of being. Hashtag football priest. Hashtag savers of the wandering minds. Okay. Mm. Maybe I don't know what that means, but I love it. I love the energy. I love the <laughs> the uh, whole shebang. Appreciate you, J-Bone. We're going to put that on the shirt chat next. Yes. Hashtag savers of the wandering minds. <laughs> Machiavelli the goat jumping in. Been a while since we've seen you. Appreciate that $10 donation, my brother. He says, my guys have not been able to catch much live pods lately. Appreciate all the hard work. Best pods ever. Appreciate that, my yeah, friend. They're even better lot. when you're able to join us, man, and uh, participate in the conversation. It's good to see you. All right, let's see what else we've got here. I have to probably keep this pod just so you guys know a little bit, um, a little bit maybe by five or ten minutes shorter than usual, only because – I'm responsible to, to cook dinner tonight for our family. So I'm going to mm. have to get into that kitchen, get things going. Dale jumps in. Super chat, wow. superstar Dale. from across the Pacific Ocean in Hawaii. How do you pronounce that? Kal- Kalua. Kalua. Cheers from Kalua. Appreciate that $25 donation, yeah, thank Dale. You. you know that means a lot to us, my friend. He says, not sure if you've mentioned anything, but will you do a draft long podcast of round one? I think you should. Yeah, that's that's probably uh, the direction we're leaning is, you know, we'll hang out from basically the top of the draft. And once the Broncos pick at 15, one of us will have to hop off to to get the article and the breaking news of that up and on milehighhuddle.com. But, you know, for pros like Zach and I who've been doing this a long time and have written 
tens of thousands of articles. <laughs> and that's no joke. Tens of thousands of articles. Um, you know, a 500 word news story can be pumped out in 10 minutes. So mm-hmm. um, if that's the way it shakes out, we plan on, of course, also weaving in Eric Trickle onto the show. We'll see if Nick has time to come on with us and, you know, we'll make an event out of it and try and make up as best we can for the fact that we had to cancel our Vegas plans along with every other member of the media that was planning on making that trip. Muhammad jumps in $5 donation. Thank you, Muhammad. means a lot. Appreciate man. that. My Thank friend, you. the best Broncos podcast, the best Broncos podcast listener base in the land. Appreciate you, my brother. Uh, Miller 707 champ. How many wins do you see us getting in the AFC West this year? I think we sweep LA and unfortunately split with Las Vegas and Kansas city going four and two in the division. Actually, the Bronco blood in me is saying we go six. <laughs> yeah, the six and zero is very unlikely to happen, just because it's division games. A are always tough. You never know what to expect. But the Broncos haven't beaten the Chiefs. Now I'm not trying to be a wet blanket here, but the Broncos haven't beat the Chiefs since Week Two of 2015, guys. I mean, the Broncos have won a Super Bowl since last they beat the Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs. Wrap your brain around that, right? So first things first, you got to you got to win the home game against the chiefs. And if you do that, listen, I'm not worried about losing to the, to the Raiders or the chargers, the chargers who even knows who's going to be playing quarterback for that team when it's all said and done Derek Carr. I don't think anyone's really afraid of him. It will be interesting to see how that team takes shape, continues to take shape with uh, Gruden and Mike Mayock. But Zach, I think four and two is probably a legitimate realistic prediction. That's my floor for them, Chad. I think the Broncos can actually sweep the Raiders as well, and they will split with the Chiefs. So I think 5-1 and one is my predicted record for the Broncos, and I'm just a little high on them right now. I'm a little more optimistic because I think Drew Locke will take that next step. And you put a top-10 offense, top-12 offense with this defense, they are going to be a problem for the AFC West and the rest of the NFL. So I'm saying right now as we stand on March 30th, I think 5-1 and one in the West next year. They sweep the Chargers, they sweep the Raiders, and they split with the Chiefs. All right, Zach, another great listener who is all geared up for what's going on right now. Like that's the perfect setup for what's taking place in our country. Kwai as why $2 donation, Aloha Broncos country. Thank you. It's good to see you. Zach, do me a favor here. I'm going to grab one question and I want you to, uh, to rock it. And I'm going to hop on over to YouTube really quick and make sure we didn't miss one. In fact, do you want to grab that one from Twitter real quick? Yeah, let me pull it up real quick. Bear with us one second here, guys. We uh, wanted to respond to a listener on Twitter who it was a long question, and a long question more often than not requires a little bit longer answer. Zach's going to grab that. Yeah, Quinn asked me, hey, Zach, I watch the channel every day and have been wanting to ask you guys this question for a bit now. I'm I'm in on lock and really want him to succeed in Denver, mostly because I'm tired of this quarterback limbo we've been in. My question is, if Locke comes out and is terrible, like bad, bad all year, bad enough to bench, do we sell the farm for Trevor Lawrence? This question stems from the uncertainty of him having only played five games. I love that we're putting pieces around him to succeed, but if he can't make it work with those weapons, do we bring in Lawrence? If you answer me just through here, that's fine. If you include in the show, that would be sick. Anyways, thanks for everything. Thank you, Quinn, for asking that. And 
I don't think Locke would be that bad to bench this year. I don't think he's going to be that bad at all. But even if that was the case, he deserves to have a full season as a starter. And then in a worst case scenario, a full season after that to prove himself. And in that scenario, the Broncos would probably bring in a veteran quarterback, maybe a better backup veteran quarterback to push him just a little bit. But they're not going to go for Trevor Lawrence. They're not going to sell the farm. They have to stick with Locke, good or bad, regardless for two years. That's my answer, Chad. And besides, I mean, I think for that to even be a consideration, to even be a conversation, Zach, at Dove Valley, like legitimately, Drew Locke would have to be like Tim Tebow bad, but without the wins, right? Tim Tebow was an ugly quarterback, but he produced W's. And so, you know, you can live with that. You can get by, you grin and bear it. It would have to be like as ugly and bad and as much of a you-know-what show of Tim Tebow minus the victories that came along with it. And if it was that bad, maybe it becomes a conversation. But Zach's point is 100% on the money. You got to give this kid his room to grow and breathe. You got to give him his time to grow into the role of being a franchise guy in Denver. Give him time to connect with everybody on the roster and to grow with Pat Shermer and the whole nine yards. And that doesn't happen in one year. You know, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna take the entire course of his rookie contract to really grow into to that frame. So given the time, you know, additional outside quarterback questions for me. Uh it's God bless you. Like, no offense to you, my friend. It's just it's a little uh it's a little too soon. Um Andy, Rock Lovato on Facebook. So you think it's just speculation? Didn't the new player negotiation drop the marijuana testing? Are you worried about Vaughn having a regression or am I just addressing the elephant in the room? I don't know if he was responding to someone else in the chat, which he might have been. I'm not sure here. But uh, didn't the new player negotiation drop marijuana testing? I know that was talked about. They're, they're relaxing you know, it. Relaxing it. Yeah, they're they're going a lot softer, softer. Yeah, on uh, punishment for for weed and those kind of offenses, and that's the right thing to do. So the NFL finally has gotten with the times in 2020. Glenn, if you must know, my friend, it's going to be pork loin. It's going to be pork loin. All right, some some green veggies. It's going to be uh, it's going to be bomb, dude. Speaking of which, I can we got time for one or two more, and then we got to get out of here for tonight, you guys. Uh, from Cameron Whitehead on YouTube, he says, "Hey guys, who do you think will replace Harris Jr. AJ Bouye?" And is there any hope that we grab Prince of Mukamara? There's still hope, but you got to start kind of putting that to bed, I think, Zach. Yeah. And he says, I know Zach has touched on it before, but it's bugging me. Hashtag Vegas, hashtag state of being. That's too bad, Cameron. We would have liked to have met you in uh, in Vegas for, for the draft. Maybe next yeah. time. Hopefully, we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. But, uh, yeah, A.J. Bouye is quarterback one now for this team, Zach. And they have Bryce Callahan or Bryce Callahan. They have Devontae Bosby. They have Yadam still kind of in the mix somewhere. And they'll draft a cornerback. They cannot ignore that position. But I still hold true to saying that if they wanted a Mukamara, they would have signed him by now. He was released way before free agency even began. He was on the open market. The Broncos have intimate knowledge of his ability with Vic Fangio coaching him. If they wanted him, he'd be a Bronco right now. I don't know if it's money or just a lack of interest, but if, if it, it could still happen during the draft, after the draft, but nothing is close on that front, and I'd be surprised now if they actually made that move. All right, guys. One more, and sorry to cut it a little bit short tonight. We'll we'll make it up to you on one of the other two uh, pods later on this week. Let's see here. Robert, why so much hate for Jerry Judy or Lamb? Either at 15 is perfect for the team. Yeah, I mean, before the draft even – well, I should say before the combine, 
Jerry Judy was, I would say like as the college football season was ending, Zach, Jerry Judy was hands down viewed as like the top number one wideout in this class. And then he started to get a little heat from CeeDee Lamb. And then it kind of became a 1A and a 1B. And then in about the two weeks or so leading up to the combine, we started hearing buzz that Henry Ruggs, by the time he got out of the combine, was going to be leapfrogging both these guys because of his testing. Sure enough, he blows the doors down of the combine. Now he's viewed by many draft Knicks as the number one wideout in this class. But Zach, Judy, and Lamb are not chopped liver. If the Broncos ended up getting either one of those guys at pick 15, you're thanking the football gods. Yeah, I don't know where I, I don't hate on either of them. I have my preferences for sure, but all three of those receivers, any of them would look great in the Broncos uniform. Any would be day one starters, any would be future stars. So I'm not discriminating. They can get any of those receivers. I'll be a very happy camper next month. All right, guys. We have to get out of here for tonight. Sorry to cut this one a little bit short. I want to remind you though, wherever you're watching this, YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, Twitch, wherever you're watching this. A simple, easy thing you can do to help support the channel, like this video. And if you like it, you can share it as well. Get it out there. Help us engage to and reach a wider audience. That's in a simple, organic way. And for those of you who listen after the fact, we want to remind you, head on over to Apple Podcasts, to the actual Huddle Up podcast page, and leave a creative review. It's another organic way to support the show. Also helps us continue to climb the rankings on the American football charts at Apple Podcasts. And then last two things, guys, make sure you're following the show on Twitter so you don't miss anything. It sounds like the kinks are starting to get worked out on the YouTube issues, Zach, which is good. And I think that has a lot to do with us refusing these last three pods not to say a certain buzzwords. But nevertheless, you never know how that can change. You never know what the future holds. So make sure you're following the show on Twitter and also Mile High Huddle on Twitter, at Mile High Huddle and at Huddle Up Pod. And while you're at it, Make sure you're following my partner here, Zach Kelberman at Kelberman NFL, myself at Chad and Jensen. And stay tuned, guys, because Zach and I are off tomorrow, but we'll be back in the saddle Wednesday night and also Thursday night for the Mile High Mailbag. So we'll be back tomorrow night, though. You got Building the Broncos at 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. And until then, Zach, my brother, have a great start to your week. I will see you in April, Chad, everyone else. And I'm very hopeful April will be a better month. Than, Mar- than March was. Can't be worse. Yeah, I guess the next time we talk to our listeners, it's going to be April Fool's Day, in fact, right? It's going to be April 1st on Wednesday. So, all right, guys. Have a great start to your week. Have a great start to your month. We'll talk to you next month. We'll talk to you April, as Zach said. <laughs> For Zach, I'm Chad. Thanks to everybody. Mile high salute to our Super Chat superstars. We love you. We'll talk to you Wednesday night. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. 
They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.